Chapter Eight of Nobody's Man by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrard. Chapter Eight. The newcomer had distinctly the best of the situation. Talent, who had expected a very different visitor, was for the moment bereft of words. Lady Jane, who among her minor faults was inclined to be a supercilious person with too great a regard for externals gazed upon the strange figure which had found its way into her sanctum with an astonishment which kept her also silent sorry to intrude mr miller began with an affability which he meant to be reassuring mr tallant will you introduce me to the lady tallant acquiesced unwillingly lady jane he said this is mr james miller lady jane parkington mr miller was impressed held out his hand and withdrew it i must apologize for this intrusion lady jane and to you tallente of course mr tallente is naturally surprised to see me he and i are political opponents he confided turning to jane her surprise increased if possible are you mr miller the democrat m p she asked the mr miller who was making those speeches at hellsfield last week at your ladyship's service he replied with a low bow i am afraid if you are a friend of mr tallente's you must look upon me as a very disagreeable person if the newspapers are to be believed your strategies up at hellsfield scarcely give one an exalted idea of your tactics she replied coldly they all seem to agree that mr tallente was cheated out of his seat the intruder smiled tolerantly he glanced around the room as though expecting to be asked to seat himself no invitation of the sort however was accorded him all's fair in love and politics lady jane he declared we democrats have our program and our motto is that those who are not with us are against us mr tallente here knew pretty well what he was up against on the contrary tallente interrupted one never knows what one is up against when you are in the opposite camp miller would you mind explaining why you have sought me out in this singular fashion certainly was the gracious reply you have a very distinguished visitor over at the manor waiting there to see you i came over with him and found your car on the point of starting i took the liberty of hunting you up so that there should be no delay in your return and who may this distinguished visitor be tallente inquired with unconscious sarcasm stephen dartrey miller answered he and miss miao and i are staying not far from you stephen dartrey lady jane murmured dartrey tallente echoed do you mean to say that he is over at the manor now waiting to see you miller announced and for a moment there was a little gleam of displeasure in his eyes lady jane sighed now if only you brought him over with you mr miller she said a shade more amiable would have given me real pleasure and there is no man whom i am more anxious to meet miller smiled tolerantly dartrey is a very difficult person he declared although he is the leader of our party and before very long will be the leader of the whole labor party although he could be prime minister to-morrow if he cared about it he is one of the most 
retiring men whom i ever knew at the present moment i believe that he would have preferred to have remained living his hermit's life a writer and a dilettante if circumstances had not dragged him into politics he lives in the simplest way and hates all society save the company of a few old cronies what does dartrey want with me talent interrupted a little brusquely it is no part of my mission to explain miller replied i undertook to come here and beg you to return at once talent turned to lady jane you will forgive me he begged in any case i must have been going in a few minutes i should forgive you even if you went without saying good-bye she replied and i can assure you that i shall envy you i do not want to turn your head she went on pleasantly as she walked by his side towards the door and across the hall rather ignoring miller who followed behind but for the last two or three years the only political figures you who have interested me at all have been dartrey and yourself you as the man of action and dartrey as the most wonderful exponent of the real higher socialism i had a shelf made for his three books alone they hang in my bedroom and i look upon them as my textbooks i must tell dartrey this miller remarked from behind i am sure he'll be flattered what can he want with you lady jane asked dropping her voice a little i can't tell talent confessed his visit puzzles me he is the hermit of politics he seldom makes advances and has few friends he is i believe a man with the highest sense of honour perhaps he has come to explain to me why they threw me out at hellsville in any case she said as they stood for a moment on the step i feel that something exciting is going to happen miller carrying his tweed cap in his hand insisted upon a farewell sorry to have taken your guest away lady jane he said it's an important occasion however would you like me to bring dartrey over if we are out this way before we go back she shook her head no i don't think so she answered quietly i might have an illusion dispelled thank you very much all the same mr miller stepped into the car a little discomfited talent lingered on the step you will let me know she begged i will he promised it is probably just a visit of courtesy dartrey must feel that he has something to explain about hellsville there was a moment's curious lingering each seemed to seek in vain for a last word they parted with a silent handshake talent looked around at the corner of the avenue she was still standing there gazing after the car slim cool and stately miller waved his cap and she disappeared the car sped over the moorland miller with his cap tucked into his pocket leaned forward taking deep gulps of the wonderful air marvellous he exclaimed talent you ought to live forever in such a spot what does dartrey want to see me about his companion asked a little abruptly miller coughed leaned back in his place and became impressive talent he said i don't know exactly what dartrey is going to say to you i only know this that it is very possible he may make you on behalf of all of us the democratic party that is to say an offer which you will do well to consider seriously to join your ranks i suppose i must not betray a confidence miller continued cautiously at the same time you know our power 
you have insight enough to guess at our destiny it is an absolute certainty that dartrey if he chooses may be the next prime minister you might have been in horlock's cabinet but for an accident it may be that you are destined to be in dartrey's tallente found his thoughts playing strange pranks with him no man appreciated the greatness dartrey more than he no man perhaps had a more profound conviction as to the truth and future of the principles of which he had become the spokesman he realized the irresistible power of the new democracy he was perfectly well aware that it was within dartrey's power to rule the country whenever he chose yet there seemed something shadowy about these things something unpleasantly real and repulsive in the familiarity of his companion in the thought of association with him he battled with the idea treated it as a prejudice analyzed it from head to foot the man wore the wrong clothes in the wrong manner boots of a vivid shade of brown thick socks without garters an obviously ready-made suit of gray flannel a hopeless tie an unimaginable collar even his ready flow of speech suggested the gifts of the tub-thumpers his indomitable persistence a lack of sensibility he knew his facts knew all the stock arguments was brimful of statistics was argumentative convincing in his way sincere tallente acknowledged all these things and yet found himself wondering with a grim sense of irony how he could call a man comrade with such fingernails it's given you something to think about eh miller remarked affably tallente came to himself with a little start i'm afraid my mind was wandering he confessed his companion smiled knowingly he was conscious of tallente's aloofness but determined to break through it if he could after all this caste feeling was absurd he was in his way a well-known man a member of parliament a future cabinet minister he was the equal of anybody don't wonder at it pleasant neighbors hereabouts eh tallente affected to misunderstand he glanced around at the few farmhouses dotted in sheltered places amongst the hills there are very few of them he answered that makes this place all the more enjoyable for anyone who comes for a real rest miller felt that he was suffering defeat he opened his lips and closed them again the jocular reference to lady jane remained unspoken there was something in the calm aloofness of the man by his side which intimidated even while it annoyed him soon they commenced the drop from the moorland to where far away below the manor with its lawn and gardens and outbuildings seemed like a child's pleasure palace miller leaned forward and pointed downwards there's dartrey sitting on the terrace he pointed out dartrey and nora Mion. you've heard of her i expect i know her by repute of course tallente admitted she is a very brilliant young woman it will give me great pleasure to meet her End of chapter eight